Hey family, hey friends, it's your girl Tiff Michelle coming to you with another episode of Truth Be Told. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about faithfulness. Faithfulness is being loyal to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of whatever circumstances come up, whatever situations you face, whatever heartbreaks you feel, whatever disappointments you gain, it's staying true no matter what. And some characteristics that really speak to what faithfulness is, is loyalty, trustworthiness, steadfastness in love, patience, and commitment. When we embrace these characteristics, these traits, we learn how to be faithful to God. We learn how to be faithful to others. But most importantly, we learn how to be faithful to ourselves. So let's tap a little bit deeper into what loyalty means. Loyalty is like when you hold someone or something down, like It don't matter what is said to you, what is shown to you, what you hear, what you see, what you feel, what you think. You are going to stay true to this thing. There is nothing or no one that can deter you from what you think or how you feel. Trustworthiness is similar in a sense where it's like you can trust me to be who I am at all times. You can trust me to hold your secrets. You can trust me to give you that correction that you may be needing. You can trust me to celebrate with you. You can trust me to cry with you. You can trust me to be your person. Have you ever heard someone say, you're my person? It's like, you're the one that I know that no matter what, I can share things with, I can pull things from, like we're in this together. We are rocking this thing called life together. And that leads us to being steadfast in love. Love is a word that so many people throw around as if it's just general conversation, as if it's just another word. But love is so much deeper than that. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not hold account of your faults. It does not um, pull you down to be um, something less than what you are. Love is what we all need in a form of consistency. So when I say in a form of consistency, it's something that is not conditioned according to if I like you or not. I cannot like you and love you. And it's not conditioned according to if I feel in love with you. You're not going to be in love with everyone that you love. It's not conditioned according to if you've been nice today, if you're having a good day, if you're um, feeling joyful, if you're feeling all of those happy emotions that you feel when people say something about love, if you're feeling googly-eyed, if you're feeling um, just that warmth and and all of those things, like the the hearts are just um, floating from your head. Those things that we, that TV, I would say, has conditioned us to think that love is. 
it's it's more than that. It's holding firm to being here for you no matter what. It's a form of commitment. It's being patient. So being patient when someone is not being patient with you is so difficult, but it's needed because there are times when, listen, I'm going to tell you, I can be difficult to love. I can be very difficult to even um, deal with or, you know, sometimes I can be selfish. Sometimes I can be moody. Um, There's just so many different things that come with day-to-day lives um, that can make people have to exercise a little bit more patience with us. And so having faithfulness in your life requires you to have patience and commitment. Commitment, so many people run from it. I run from it, depending on what the circumstance is, depending on what it is that I'm require, um, someone is wanting me to be committed to. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's not always about relationships, but you have to be able to be committed to what you're saying you're faithful to. So I wanted to get into a couple um, of Bible stories that really tap into being faithful. And um, yeah. So we all know by now, if you don't, this is your first time listening. Thank you for joining us on Truth Be Told. But we are a faith-based podcast. And so from time to time, you will you will hear me refer to certain scriptures or certain stories that are in the Bible that help us to kind of grasp the concept of some of these Um, principles that we're trying to live by that are here to better us to help push us and help us to get into this place of living our best lives which is the life you're living anyway because it's the only life you have so might as well make it your best right well the first story I wanted to talk about is the story of Ruth Um, and my reasoning for wanting to talk about the story of Ruth is because it is the true essence of faithfulness to family. So Ruth married into a family. um, And after she had been married for a while, her husband died. And the easiest thing to do when your connection to something dies is to disconnect, right? But because she was faithful to the family that she had gained, during her time with her husband she was like no she could have left his mom and his family that was left over because you know some of the other family members her father-in-law had passed her brother-in-law had passed and and her sister-in-law when her husband passed she was just like you know what i'm out i'm going back to my people i'm gonna see what they have for me over there Um, But Ruth decided to stay, to stay connected to the family that she had vowed to be faithful to. And she said, wherever you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. And that is a true testament of faith and faithfulness because she could have put her own thoughts and feelings first and decided to be truthful to, I mean, faithful to her heritage and where she came from. But she trusted that 
God would take care of her needs if she remained faithful to her family. There's a blessing in remaining faithful to those who God has connected you to. So that is one outlook on faithfulness. Another way that we should be practicing faithfulness in our lives is faithfulness and friendship. And when you are friends with someone, um, I don't take connections lightly, especially those where we connected many, many moons ago, many years ago. And for some reason or another, either we are still connected or we may have separated for a period of time and God has brought us back into each other's lives for a purpose. We may not know what the purpose is right off the bat, but I pay special attention to those connections. And so one of those connections in the Bible that is easily seen is the connection between David and Jonathan. So David and Jonathan were like best friends. And God had already said that David was going to be king, but Jonathan's dad was king. Jonathan's dad, Saul, was already king. And so you would think that, you know, if a king is going to pass on or if the mantle is going to be removed from the king, then who's up next? His son, his heir. So when it was made known that David was supposed to be the next king, Jonathan could have been like, oh, I'm going to take him out because he's trying to take my place. David could have gotten the big head and was just like, oh, I'm going to make sure that I don't have to worry about Jonathan because he's probably going to try to fight me for it because this is technically his birthright. Um, and it could have caused them to be at war with each other when they had been best friends all of their lives. But instead of choosing to allow their circumstances and situations to, to determine their faithfulness and their friendship, they decided to trust the faithfulness of God. And so Jonathan protected David and he knew that his dad didn't like him and had it out for him because David was anointed before Saul even passed. And that's not something that you typically see. You don't see, you know, someone being named as an upcoming king um, while the current king is still alive. And so Saul was like, I'm going to take him out because he's trying to take my place. And he definitely can't have my place. But Jonathan, instead of saying, I'm going to follow the footsteps of my father, knowing that God was the one that called David, he said, don't be afraid. I'm going to make sure he doesn't find you. I know that you're going to be king over Israel. And I'm going to be next to you because we best friends. And my father also knows, which is why he's upset. And so they made a vow to each other that they would remain friends, that they would look out for each other, that they would protect each other. And that faithfulness, in spite of how... Jonathan's family was like not feeling David, how his family was just like, you know, he's the enemy, stay away from him. He chose faithfulness to his friend and promised to support him and be there for him and have his back and cheer him on no matter what the situation was. That is the true testament of faithfulness and friendship. And as the years went on, Jonathan eventually died and David went back and looked for any of his um, descendants so that he could honor them 
and take care of them because his best friend took care of him. Isn't that awesome? That's a beautiful thing. Sometimes people don't think about honoring vows and honoring connections when you're out of sight or out of mind. It's like, well, that person is gone, so there's no need in me being the one. Like, there's nothing else for me to do. They're gone. But instead of leaving his faithfulness there, he took it a next step. David took it a next step and was faithful to his friendship even in death. That is so beautiful. <laughs> okay. So another way um, that we should see faithfulness in our lives is being faithful to, or not to, but with our talents and our resources. If you've ever read any of the parables in the Bible, you've probably come across the parable um, of the talents where the master gave um a certain amount of talents to some of his servants and he was just like you know watch over this um until i come back and so some of them did what was necessary to multiply what they had and then there was one who was just like i buried it i didn't touch it because i knew that you would be upset if you came back and i didn't have it so here you go what you gave me i'm giving back to you and that sounds good Except for, it's not. Sometimes it's not about just holding on to what you have. If you're given a gift, that gift is meant for you to share with the world. And who are we to say, I'm going to hold it for myself? Or who are we to say, it's not good enough to share? Oftentimes you see people saying, I would give this to such and such, but there should be no conditions on how you give out your talents. That's not being faithful to the talents and the skills and the resources that God has given you by thinking that you have governed over who is worthy of receiving it. It's given to you so that you can multiply it by putting it out there. Because don't you know that whatever you do, whatever you give, people that hear it, it plants a seed and whether it's something that causes a change in their reactions or the way that they move and the way that they do things, um, or it's something that they end up repeating to somebody else and it causes a change in their lives, that's how we multiply what's been given to us. We give it out and it inspires or it encourages or it lets people know like this isn't what you need to do. Because our mistakes can speak too. And that's why it's not wrong or a bad thing to make mistakes. Um, you have to be faithful over whatever it is that you have. And not doing things halfway or stifling your gifts and not using them at all. That doesn't show that you can be trusted. It doesn't show that you are dependable or you're someone that can um, be held accountable for things it just shows that you're lazy and yeah it's just a form of laziness so be faithful to what God has given you he's given you the vision for a reason and it doesn't matter if it's a thousand other people doing the same thing because the way that he's given it to you is going to be prosperous for you like 
you know, we often say in relationships or in marriages, what works for my house doesn't necessarily work for someone else's and vice versa. Um, what he gives you vision for, he will give you the provision for. And he will help you to be successful in the things that he places in your hands. Because he says that we have wealth in our hands. And his word doesn't lie. So, um, yeah, be faithful to your talents and resources. So another way that we should be able to see faithfulness in our lives is by being faithful to God. There are so many different stories where um, people in the Bible showed how they chose God over themselves, over their circumstances, over their situations, because it's easy to get caught up in what you see around you, but it's so much more beneficial to get caught up in the greatness of our God. When you can recognize how big he is and how awesome he is and how there is nothing that can snatch you from his hand, there's nothing that can keep you from um, the things that he has set aside for you. When you really tap into the power that he holds, the mightiness of him, the righteousness, the sovereignty of God, and you recognize that he is like just everything like there's nothing aside from him there's nothing before him there's there's nothing without him and there will be nothing without him he is the god that was and is and is to come and so when you can recognize that and you have that that relationship with him you can be faithful to him as he's faithful to you um and so some stories that um really tap into that is let's go with the first one the three hebrew boys um so there's shadrach meshach and abendigo and they were given like the challenge to one they were told to you know be a part of this tribe this group that um were you know be, being trained to be warriors and so they could have easily followed what everyone else was thinking what everyone else was drinking what everyone else was eating but they decided to be faithful to you know be faithful to what god had given one of the gifts that god had given them which was their body and they decided not to partake of all of the gunk and the nasty well not the nasty food but the foods that they knew would not help further their health and so um with being faithful to god and deciding that they weren't going to um bow down and do the same things as everyone else it caused people to really see them and kind of put a target on their back which in turn made some of the leaders come together and kind of plot against them and was just like you know what um let's make this decree where you know we see that they they you know you know people think you think you're better than them and i always say no you think i'm better than you because why would i be thinking that and where is that coming from and so um Anywho, they think they're better than us, so we're going to, you know, basically sabotage them. And they knew that they prayed to a different God from them. And so they convinced the king to create this decree where um, he was just like, you know, you can only worship me or worship my God for the next 
however many days like go back and read the story i'm not getting into the specifics but um they chose to stand firm in their faith in god and yeah it caused a little heartache because they were um punished for it but their punishment was not successful and it just makes me think about how the word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper um the weapon was formed where the people tried to sabotage them and take them down but it wasn't prosperous because they weren't being faithful to just the next trend or the next big thing or the next good thing they decided to remain faithful to their god and only pray to their god and in the end he delivered them um another story of faithfulness is noah and art and I'm, I'm you know most of us have heard it um where it had not rained in such a long time and god told noah to build the ark and people ridiculed him they mocked him they laughed at him they picked at him but he held firm to i know god's voice and i know what he told me to do and so i'm gonna do it it doesn't matter that it's never it hasn't rained ever and it's you know there's no sign of rain coming i'm going to be faithful to god and because of that faithfulness he was able to save himself and his family from perishing because when the rain came the ark was ready and they had safety um another great story is job oh my goodness we know the story of job he lost everything his children his cattle his homes his like his everything his wife his wife lost her mind because i mean she was sitting there talking about curse your god and die who what who tells you that that loves you <laughs> that should not even be like something that comes out of somebody's mouth that's like i love you curse your god and die but she did and he held firm to knowing that god is faithful and because I know that God is faithful, I know that he's true, I know that he's loyal, I know that he's patient with me, he's kind, and he does all of these things, like, the least I can do is return that. Reciprocity is, like, you get what you give. And so, because of Job's faithfulness to God, even in the midst of his health being challenged, and his heart being broken, and everything around him just seeming to crumble, God restored him. And gave him double for his trouble. Faithfulness to God. It pays off. And it's necessary in every um, in everybody's life. Not just my life. Not just your life. Everybody's life. And you want to be connected to people who are like-minded. Because it helps to push you and make you who you need to be in the long run. So, um, an another way that you should be showing forth faithfulness in your life is by being faithful to yourself we have spent our whole lives being challenged and um told to you know it's selfish to be faithful to yourself and it's not right and um you know just so many different things like we we're made to feel bad when it comes to um just thinking of ourselves, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all with thinking of yourself. It's actually necessary. Um, so being faithful to yourself, what does that look like? Well, let's get into it. Um, first of all, you have to remind yourself of what you want and go get it. Like when we are younger, we 
have been given all of these dreams and visions like when you're a kid you think of things that you want to be when you grow up like oh i want to be a teacher i want to be a firefighter i want to be a doctor i want to be a nurse i want to be a lawyer you think of all these things that you want to be but as we get older and life hits us we start putting those things on the back burner or we just forget about them and start doing whatever we feel like is gonna help get us through day to day Instead of being caught up in those moments of just getting by, remind yourself of what you want and go get it. Remind yourself of those dreams that you had when you were a kid. Stand up for what you believe. Don't allow your faithfulness to become toxic by being more loyal to, to others than you are to yourself. That's, that's, that's big. You can respect other people's opinions and their ideas, but always make sure that you're standing up for what you believe. Just because they have a thought or an opinion and it might sound good or it might not sound good doesn't mean that they're right or wrong. But you have to stand on what it is that holds true to your heart. And this goes for relationships. This goes for work ethics. This goes for your religion. This goes for whatever aspects in your life it should touch every part of your life your family um time like everything it should be rooted in what you believe in sometimes we sabotage our own loyalty to ourselves when we're afraid to say no to certain things that we know we're not okay with or when we are blindly following trends instead of creating our own you do not have to put blind loyalty into anything because that just puts you in a situation where you end up compromising your values or you end up losing your self-identity by just blindly following something, blindly believing something. Listen, we are in a day and time where everything needs to be fact-checked. Everything. And it doesn't matter who the source is as long, I mean, other than God, I mean, he's just... You can believe what he says because not one word that he has spoken can or will return to him broken or unfulfilled. But you have to fact check your sources in this day and time. Take time to reconnect with yourself. Get to know what you like and what you don't like. What are you good at? What are you not good at? What are your dreams and desires? What are your core beliefs? Like, what are those things that... Um, you think or perceive about your life and the world around you what do you believe why do you believe it where does that even come from what does that look like you have to be honest with yourself like you don't have to be perfect but you have to be real and you have to be true um we all make mistakes but we should be learning from our mistakes and forgiving ourselves. Stop dwelling on the past and blaming yourself. When you've moved past that, you should be winning and learning and learning and winning. And if you mess up, keep learning because eventually you'll get to that place where you catch it, where it makes sense, where you're, you know, you're like, oh, I'm having an aha moment. I've learned and now I can win. Um, it's okay to embrace your feelings. Oh, this is so big, especially for men, because men are always taught that you can't cry or you look soft if you express your feelings. And that is so far from the truth because we all are human. We all bleed, breathe, and move the same. Um, it's okay to 
express your feelings. You have a right to have a bad day. You have a right to feel betrayed, to feel angry, to feel disappointed or broken. Embrace all of those things, not just the positive ones. Because if you're only embracing the positive things, you can't grow from them. You can't learn from them. Like, you're not, you're giving yourself a disservice. That's why um, the Beatitudes is one of my, well, I can't say one of my, I've, it's recently become uh, a valuable tool in my toolbox. I will say that because I got a deeper understanding of what it really meant. It's full of blessings for people who are going through different things, who are experiencing different emotions and different feelings and different situations and circumstances. And not all of them are good. Not all of them are happy. Not all of them um, are joyous, but there's blessings attached to them. Blessed are those who recognize that they're spiritually helpless because God is going to be there to help them get to the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who who are going through and being persecuted. Blessed are those who are hungry or thirsty for righteousness. Like there's blessings attached to everything. You just have to be able to recognize it and see the silver lining. Look and see what God has put Um there for you to gain from whatever you're looking at or whatever you're facing. So, um, and one of the important things that you should be doing in order to embrace all of you is setting boundaries. And sometimes that's difficult because you're not used to setting them with certain people or in certain places or in certain ways. And so you go through a little period of growing pains, but it is still necessary and it is so enriching for your life to be able to set boundaries and stand on them no matter what don't let someone change your mind when you know that what you're doing is is necessary for your mental health for your self-health for your self-preservation like do what is necessary for you Start adding some self-care time into your day, into your week, um, including say some daily affirmations. Affirmations help to shape and mold your mindset and help to strengthen what's on the inside of you so that you can be all that you need to be. I will honor myself. I deserve to come first. I am important. My needs matter. I have boundaries and they are great. I have radical self-love. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am bold. I am courageous. Speak life into yourself. Oftentimes, we expect for other people to encourage us or to give us what we need to make it through um, the day. But Sometimes, as David said, you have to speak over yourself. Speak life into yourself. If you want someone to know how to treat you, the best teaching tool is to show them. And how do you show them? By treating yourself the way that you want to be treated. So, guys, <laughs> I hope that you've got something 
amazingly great some great tools some great tips or something from this um, episode on today I wanted to end out with a couple of quotes that I just found to be very empowering um first one from William Shakespeare it's and it says this above all to thine own self be true and it must follow as the night and the day because thou canst not then be false to any man. You won't be fake to anybody as long as you're being real to yourself. Another one is, we must not allow other people's limited perceptions to define us. Virginia Satire. Shannon L. Alder said, one of the greatest regrets in life is being what others would want you to be rather than being yourself. And the last one from Kurt Cobain, wanting to be someone else is a waste of who you are. Well, guys, this has been awesome. This has been great. Um, I had some technical difficulties getting this episode together. But again, like I said, I hope that you have gained something amazing from it. And until next time, get ready for the next episode. Bye.